All right, we are back. As promised at the top of the show, we're now going to do what we like to do before every election in the state of California, which is bring back our designated liberal and our designated conservative and let them have at it on the candidates and issues. Returning to the program is Mr. Alan Stanton, our designated liberal. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you. And also Dave Mather, our resident conservative. Thank you. That's David Lowell Mather. We would like to clarify uh, for the record that uh, your qualifications were pretty much just grabbed out of a hat by us on Radio Parallax, but it's been a winning combination ever since. Uh, we should point out that our resident liberal is actually the lead singer in a Star Trek-themed punk band, which pretty much qualifies him as, him as liberal by any standards we would think of. Yes, all hail Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> and our designated conservative, conversely, Lives out in the country, drives a pickup, has hound dogs, and has a dad who is a deputy sheriff, which tends to make you a conservative. Retired, and the one dog is three-legged. <laughs> Very good. Well, now that we've established your impeccable credentials, let's return to arguing politics, shall we? We shall. Bruha. All right, gentlemen, and I use the term very loosely, I would like to ask you both, uh, I presume the liberal will be voting as a Democrat, and when, gets, when you get a chance? Yes, yes, I will. And our conservative will be voting as a Republican. That's correct. As the true red state, blue state divide in this country continues. I don't believe in blue states. <laughs> Mr. Stanton, as, as one who's going to vote in the Democratic primary, you will be having to choose between Phil Angelides and Steve Wesley. Have you made up your mind? Yeah, I'm going to vote for Wesley. And the reason being? Yeah, I'm just against Angelides, and Wesley deserves a shot. Because I think he's coming at it from a position of more integrity. When you say integrity, the name, of course, in the back of my mind comes to the forefront, which would be uh, Angelo Sacopoulos. <laughs> we talk about the relationship between Angelo and his former business partner, Mr. Angelides. Pretty much why I'm voting against Angelides. He's too in bed with the developer interests. Fair enough. Mr. Uh, Mather. I'll be voting for Arnold. Yes, as a no Republican. No Swainson Hawks were harmed during the filming of any of the Terminator movies. <laughs> but I have to ask you, uh, even though you won't be casting your ballot for the Democratic nominee, who would you like to see face off with Arnold come November? Well, I think that Mr. Angelides will be much easier pickings, only because Mr. Wesley is kind of down the middle and people aren't really sure where he stands. That type of confusion in the electorate usually leads to victory. Now, you were quoting a stat before we started uh, recording that uh, it looks as though actually Angelides is pulling ahead. Well, according to the polls that I've been looking at, Mr. Angelides had pulled uh, even last week. All right, let's, uh, let's jump to the, the, the ballot proposition that people seem to be talking about, if they're talking about anything, which is number 82. Should we send all of our children off to preschool and should we increase taxes to do that? Let's start with our conservative, Mr. Mather. No. Wow. Absolutely not. If these people want to have children, they can afford to send them to preschool. And if they can't, then don't have them. You know, it just gets, they want, pretty soon we're going to just take them, yank them out of the womb, which we'll pay for by increasing taxes, and put them right into some school and yeah. pay for it. Government womb. Let's the government womb. Government womb. Yeah, so, I totally agree. So, I mean, man, that's so ridiculous. I ha Especially I ha requiring people to be credentialed to do preschool. That's ridiculous. Here's a yeah. thought. Somebody should stay home with them until they're old enough to go to school. Uh, I don't care which one. One of the shocker. parents. That's a shocker. Well, I have to agree with both of you. I'm going to vote against that one. And I'm going to vote also as a Democrat, even though I'm declined to state. I can pick a ballot since there uh, seems to be more action on the Democratic side of the ticket, as often is the case. 
in primary elections. Would you like some syrup with that waffle? <laughs> you know, we should actually mention some other states. How about how about Secretary of State Kenneth Blackwell getting the GOP nomination for governor of Ohio for uh, for basically what he did to exclude international election observers in the 2004 election in Ohio? Oh crap! Did you know he did that? No. <laughs> yes, he did. And what a travesty! Not having international observers in an American election. Well, it would be important, I think, to make sure that Ohio did go for the guy that actually carried the most number of votes. Uh, which it did. Which there's compelling evidence to the contrary, but we'll no, save that for another day. No evidence to the contrary. There is vast Urban expanses. Urban rumor is not evidence. If Kennedy is allowed to steal an election, why can't Bush steal one twice? <laughs> right. Well, we're going to save that one for oh, another wait, day. Oh, wait, I'm supposed Boys, to be the liberal. we'll come back to that one <laughs> in a future date. Okay, Lieutenant Governor, any any opinions here? we got Jackie Spear, John Garamendi, Liz Figueroa running on the Democratic side. What do you guys think about those? Liz has the best legs of those three. But I'm not <laughs> voting God. as a Democrat, so I can't really choose. Uh, Mr. Stanton, who are you going to vote for? I don't know why I don't know why uh, she's, she's going for this, because it's largely a symbolic office, but... I'll go for Jackie Spear because she has it. She has it. She's termed out and she needs a job. All right, Mr. Mather. Tony Farmer apparently is challenging Tom McClintock. Any? Does he have any chance? I don't know what he's challenging him to. A dart game. <laughs> and McClintock is going to roll and All right. win in the general. Damn election. straight. All right. Damn All right. straight. Well, again, on, on the Attorney General side, I see there's no real uh, contest. It's going to be Charles Chuck Puchigian as the Republican Pucci. heir apparent. But on the Democratic side, we have Jerry Brown running against Rocky. Delgadillo. Oh. Delgadillo. So what do you guys think about that? I want Delgadillo just because he's got a cool name. Jerry Brown, he's he's totally, he's used to the welfare, the rich man's welfare. He saved so. Oakland and he All right, wants here, to move back to the state. Here's level. a softball for the both of you. What do you think about electing a possibly attorney general who used to be governor appointed Rose Bird? Uh, after, what, eight years of generalissimo Lockyer. I don't see what the difference would be, but, you know, I'm not voting in that primary, so it doesn't really matter what I think. Well, I just couldn't resist bringing up the Rosebird thing, because I was always struck by the fact that as... She's still alive? She passed away a few I, years I back, so, but yeah. she uh, she actually, while, while heading the Supreme Court in California, decided on 58 straight appeals of death penalty cases that all 58 apparently had been decided wrongly by the courts. Overturned all of them. Wow. I always found that impressive. She so, gave him the death penalty, or she took the death penalty away? She felt in all cases it had been wrongly decided and awarded ah, well, under appeal. I now. agree with her in, in terms of stopping the death penalty, but still, Jerry Brown... But no. isn't that cheating? Can you really claim that in every case, all 58, the courts decided wrongly? There was, some, there was something done that was wrong? It seems like she was coming at it from an activist point of view. But she that, always that denied. Just, that yeah. just adds more ammunition to my argument that... Rocky Delgadillo <laughs> needs to be the Attorney General. All right. Secretary of State. Apparently you have Deborah Bowen versus uh, Deborah Ortiz. The two Debras are going head-to-head -head in the Democratic side. Uh, you Debs. guys know these people. What, what can you tell us about them? Deborah Bowen versus Deborah Ortiz. Well, Deborah Ortiz is, is from Sacramento, so she's a local girl. Um, don't particularly care for her politics. Same thing with Deborah Bowen, although, as you know, I do have a soft spot for Deborah Bowen. Uh, she's the well, one that... She's the one that carried the bill to put all California legislative information on the internet for free, which yeah. I guess saved your saving company, saving my company millions of, of dollars, and allowing us to, you know, basically stay open.
There's no point in bothering with this. Bruce McPherson is doing a great job. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're the liberal, and you think Bruce McPherson, in allowing Diebold and all these electronic voting machine companies back in, in spite of the fact they were decertified, on a Friday afternoon, while nobody was watching, he slips them back in to allow us to vote on these questionable machines? Well, now that you told me all that, now that I know the facts... Now uh, you know how to vote. Well, I don't know. I'd say I'd say Bowen just because she's probably got more experience in the matter, and uh, Ortiz can probably do more work at the level she's Ortiz at. Well, wouldn't have to I, commute as far to get to the you know capital. I must say that after Bruce McPherson pulled his fast one a few months back, and, we, and Deborah Bowen criticized him in the B, we called up uh, a Senator Bowen's office, and twice they promised they would come and talk to us about it, and they they failed to deliver on both counts. So we're oh, little, really screw we're, that. We're, I'm we're going down for Ortiz. Did Ortiz talk? to you obviously we we're Ortiz setting up for a 2012 election debacle where california will decide the presidential election by 15 votes i can see it now document i, this. I wish california would decide a presidential california, election no i don't be the first time since what california should have no say wilson in presidential wilson election. in 1916 yeah. when california decided an election well, we tried moving the primary up and that didn't work well i know because they keep moving the other ones up to keep up with california us. california is so rich and so powerful and so impotent all right gentlemen how about the how about the uh, well look at this the, the treasurer's office uh, bill Lockyer is trying to switch jobs he's trying to be go from secretary of state to treasurer what he's do you think about that out. he needs another job they just play musical chairs yeah who wants to be unemployed good god well oddly enough on the treasurer's side uh, mr mather they seem to be offering you a choice between a claude Parrish and a keith richmond is there uh, anything to say about that well i don't know who this claude Parrish is he's probably a fine fellow since he is a registered Republican, but I will be uh, voting for Keith Richmond, who is an honorable man, has served well in the state assembly. Over Never, these many ever years. failed to pick up his per diems, ever. Cite me one member of the legislature that ever failed to pick up a per diem, or a quarter lying well, in the hallway. Wait, wait, for, for our listeners, explain what a per diem is. Well, a per it's, diem it's is... what they're paid every day for showing up to do the job that they were elected to do in the first above place. Above and beyond their salary. It's right. like another salary. They get another salary for showing up? Well, they get a salary like for that. their job. Yeah, they get paid for brushing their teeth. then they like get a per diem for teeth. coming to work. Yeah. Really? And if they, as long as they don't take more than three days off in a row, hence every weekend is a three-day weekend, they get their per diem through the weekend as well. Yeah. They, get they take paid. four days off in a row, then they waive the per diem for those four days. But as long that's why whenever a, a, a state holiday falls on a Monday... The legislature will have a check-in session at 7 a.m. on a Friday, and then they'll all go home and enjoy a nice four-day weekend, but not miss a day of per diem. I see. All right, congressional races. John Doodle's in trouble. Uh, Dick Cheney came here to try and save his uh, save his fanny, but it looks as though it's going to come down in November, isn't it? I mean, Doodle's, of course, going to get renominated. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no doubt about there's that. There's no doubt about that. And I hate to say it, but probably in congressional district number 11, there's probably little chance that Dick Pombo can be unseated. However... We like very much our former guest on Radio Parallax, Pete McCloskey, who actually received the B's endorsement in the Congressional <laughs> District uh, number 11. I, I, I'm shocked. I can't believe that the B would endorse Pete McCloskey. Well, just because he's actually an honest man, I thought might be a just reason. because he's actually a Democrat. <laughs> well, he is Wait a minute. A Wait a minute. Pete McCloskey is not a Democrat. No, he's, well, registered he's not a, Republican. a registered Democrat. That is a fact. Oh, my he's God. He's not a registered Democrat, but... God damn! I saw the really I saw the him. Pete McCloskey bus driving down the I five. He a was the guy ago. who allowed young John Kerry into Congress to do his little 
you know. Not only that, Pete McCloskey's the co-author of the Endangered wow. Species Act. We hope he can pull off the miracle of of June and unseat Richard Pombo. I'm going to go I, way I'm out on a limb excited. here and say that there's no excited. way that's going to happen. Well, you're probably right, really? sadly. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. I hope it does happen. Yeah, well, let's talk about one issue, one issue that I keep getting all this mail on. Uh, H, Proposition H, what's this all about? Uh, Measure H will require an advisory vote of the uh, uh, people who elect the SMUD board, the, the SMUD area, on any annexation issues. And they're trying to annex Yolo they're County. They're trying to annex Yolo County, and this would require the SMUD board to put it on the ballot and say to us, who are currently the SMUD uh, district, do you want to annex this or not? So if you vote yes, you say, yes, we want to annex it. If you vote yes on H, you are saying, yes, we want to be able to have an advisory vote. It's very, very, it's, it's weak in that so sense. So all you're doing is voting to have an advisory all vote. All you're doing is voting to have a vote. Well, do you guys have a difference of opinion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm totally against it. I mean, come on. They've been doing it for years. Smug has served our, our community for years. We don't need another freaking hoop for them to jump through every Wait. time they want to annex a county. So you think they should be able to go do what they want in Yolo County without a vote? Yeah. You yeah. see my problem. And and really they should it shouldn't just be an advisory oh, man, vote. It should look, be a the binding capitalist, vote. The capitalist suddenly has <laughs> well, a problem. Let, let me, Wait a I, minute. If I give it. you about twenty seconds of history <laughs> Um, I happened to live in an area, the last area that was annexed by SMUD. Yeah. When they annexed us, they required us to pay a monthly fee of, I don't know what it was, $75 a month for, I think, 15 years to buy all the poles and the elect or the, and the, the lines that were out there. Are they going to do this for Yolo County? Are they going to require them to pay it? No, no. Is they're it, not. Is, well, is Yolo, what is Yolo County going to do? Do they want it or not want it? Do you know? Well, they Yolo County they is it. overwhelmingly in support of SMUD because Yolo County SMUD... wants to get rid of PG&E. I see. Well, and they should because PG&E, Smud takes care of their customers better. We own Smud basically. The the moment you're a rate payer, you or the own Sacramento SMUD. Municipal Utility District, not the Yolo. This would be a good point to well, inject okay, into this program that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of KDVS, our sponsors, or the University of California. Or they even are the ours. people that are speaking are, half the time. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking I, about? Sometimes I wonder. Well, gentlemen, it's a kind of a lackluster election. I think we can I think we can understand if, if tempers are flaring and you're sort of sort of yeah. frustrated by this. Yeah. Hey, uh, we missed one. Proposition 81, the Bond Act. Should we, should we pass some bonds so that we can make, uh, I don't know, build more libraries? No. Yes. Yes. Well, that, that pretty well clarifies it. <laughs> no more, more bonds. Libraries. We've sold the future of our children Shut out. Shut up, Dave. Wait a minute. Wait. Mr. Matter. Dave. Weren't you all for Arnold Schwarzenegger's bonds when he was like trying to like when he was trying to like uh, you know? Yes, he was. Uh, when he was trying he's, to like save the state of California from the the he's Democratic yeah. uh, tyranny that put us forty six billion dollars in the red. Yeah. Wait, well, I believe uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think I Arnold. The Republicans oh. when they were against Bill Clinton and his wiretapping schemes, but now that Bush is doing it, oh. All right. Well, we're just we're just we're just about out of time, but I do want to bounce a couple of, off you. The, the, the B yesterday had an article about how California Club for Growth was finding a way to slip their literature as a charity mailing and therefore get a discount. So apparently this wealthy organization dedicated to conservative causes didn't mind jipping the taxpayer when it came to sending out their mailings. Mr. Stanton, your opinion? Well, I take exception to the jip thing because I'm part gypsy. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Mather, 
I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm sure you don't. (laughs) I don't. You're going to have to explain it to me again. What do you expect? Try doing it in non-urban Club Club for Growth is is, is tailoring their advertising for Republican candidates to make it look like a charity mailing. I'm sorry, which newspaper did this come out of? The The B. B. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Which is is not exactly Izvestia. When when an organization that you can claim is is somehow related to the Republican Party is doing it, it's terrible thing. Oh, wait, when wait. I get the mailings, Republican Party and newspaper? Wait, Republicans don't this read Republican and these liberal <laughs> ideas. That's that's not an issue. Well, gentlemen, we are out of time. I want to thank our resident liberal, Alan Stanton. You're welcome. And our resident conservative, David Mather. David Lowell Mather. I, I hope that we were informative and entertaining, or at least one of the two. And I know that you both of you gentlemen will be back in November prior to the general election. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have some more to talk about then than we do for this. Well, we'll have some head-to-head stuff that we can actually affair. get into. And yep. some bond Dave issues is uh, regarding the, the uh, levy system. Dave Mather is stupid. That is it for today's show. We want to thank very much uh, legendary author Ray Bradbury for speaking with us. Also, our resident liberal, Alan Stanton, and resident conservative, David Mather. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. This is Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and we'll see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock. Now, stay tuned for Todd.